Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, happy Friday Eve. Spencer is here with the much anticipated return of the Great Debate series. This is, of course, brought to you tonight by the Iconoclastically Bombastic Network. If you haven't already, please go ahead and like our IBN page on Facebook for all your sports, entertainment, and politics needs. You can follow us on Twitter at Econobomb and join the greatest sports page on Facebook. Iconoclastically Bombastic Sports. For anyone who hasn't tuned into one of our debates before, please get yourselves prepared for a little bit of barbershop humor meets sports bar debate on all things NFL. I'm going to go ahead and bring our contestants on here shortly. First, let me bring on, I believe this is Chase, who was here first. Chase, are you there? I'm just here so I don't get fined, man. <laughs> Welcome, Chase. Get ready. I'm going to go ahead and bring on the commissioner as well, RC. Hello, RC, I'm here. I'm here. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and start this shortly here with a little bit of back and forth. For anyone who doesn't know, all these questions were submitted by members of the Facebook group. I'll give them all a little shout-outs as we go along. I figured we'd start this out since it is NFL theme with a coin toss. Chase, since you do hold the salt team privilege, I will let you go first. Go ahead and call it in the air. Would you like heads or tails? Tails never fails. It is tails, Chase. Would you like to take the first question, or would you like to wait for after RC answers? I will defer to the rebuttal. All right. Chase is going to take a page out of the Urban Meyer playbook and defer to the second half. So what we'll do is I'm going to set this nice stopwatch here at 90 seconds once I finish the question. RC, you'll get the chance to go first, and then, of course, Chase will get his chance to rebuttal. Are you ready? I am. All right, let's go ahead and get this started. This first question here was submitted by our favorite native, Cody, and approved by his wife. So, (laughs) if Michael Irving hadn't retired early, would Michael Irving have been a top five receiver all time in NFL history? 
good question. But first, before I answer this question, I just want everybody to know that today is going to be the day that Black strikes back. I'm giving a shout-out, and I'm dedicating my performance to every NFL quarterback that had to sit behind a saltine that they were superior to. I'm dedicating this to Warren Moon. I'm dedicating this to Donovan McNabb. I'm dedicating this to Doug Williams. I'm dedicating this to Colin Kaepernick, who still can't get a job. Mike Tomlin, Lovely Smith, who had to go to Illinois and Big Ten country. Tony Dungy, who had to wait. I'm dedicating this to Josh Gibson, Booby Gibson, Booby Miles. I'm dedicating this to every nickel who didn't get a shot, and I'm about to drag this boy <laughs> like Achilles did Hector and Troy. Now, to that end, like a lot of Cowboy fans like to hype up Michael Irvin, but the era simply was not conducive enough to make him a top five receiver. Also, big receivers like that usually are volume receivers to get like 100 catches. Like you need to be one of the top uh, receivers of all time. And if you look at it, very soon after, Aikman got hurt. So I don't think that Michael Irvin would be considered a top ten receiver, but I think a lot of it is because of that he was on TV a lot. He's very good, but he was on TV a lot. He played for the Cowboys, and he won a lot of championships. But I, I don't think Michael Irvin had the potential to be a top five receiver ever, really. All no, right. Not. I, I, I'm going to stick with that. I agree, um, probably for a little bit different reasons. I mean, the main thing is Troy Aikman's trash, so we should just get that out in the open. Um, but the rest of the the rest of that whole Cowboys team, I mean, they were obviously run focused. They had Emmett. They had the line. Um, but I mean, Irvin's numbers aren't remotely close. You got when you got the goat in the same era, just putting up in ridiculous numbers. Um, you know, Jerry Rice was through that whole time period. Tim Brown, both of them had better numbers. Uh, it, like not even close. I mean, Irvin's better than Dez. I'll give you that. He's top five for the franchise. Although homeboy that was uh, shouting at the Philly fans might be my number one for the Cowboys now. <laughs> Drew Pearson, Chase. <laughs> Why do we got to be homeboys, right. Chase? You can't remember our names? We already thought that. You can't remember our names? All look the same to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> do I get the, rebu- the rebuttal? <laughs> so I see Chase is taking the, uh, what was that guy's name, Drewby approach and just agreeing with what Archie's going to say tonight. <laughs> In the hopes well, I mean, of, uh, what am I going to say? Victory. Irvin's in the top five? I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not even that dumb. <laughs> Time out. Which, which moderator is the one that corrected the, the candidates in the, um, in the debates with Trump and Hillary? Which moderator was the one that kept like, making corrections? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Spencer right there. He's trying to get a little commentary. <laughs> All right. So we'll go ahead. We'll move on to the next question here. This one was submitted by our favorite and maybe our only uh, British member in IBS, Marcus, who also recently graduated from that small school up in Ohio. This is going to be a three-part question for you guys. We'll go ahead and start off with Chase this time. Marcus wants to let uh, you guys let him know, who was the best defensive lineman for each of the following decades? We're going to start with the 80s, the 90s, and then the 2000s. Come on, repeat the question. <laughs> he wants to know who the best defensive lineman was in the NFL for each of the following decades. So one for the 1980s, one for the 1990s, and then one for the 2000s, which would be, you know, 2000 to 2010. All right, so – 
I'm going to go for the 80s. I'm going to cheat. Well, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to say Jack the Youngblood for the Rams played with a broken leg in the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, I can't really remember that many defensive linemen for the 80s. From the 80s. But going to the 90s, got to be Reggie White, kind of mixed with Bruce Smith. I think that Reggie White was just dominant. So was Bruce Smith, but Reggie was just unbelievable coming off the line of scrimmage. You just could not stop him. He turned around the Green Bay franchise when he went up there. For the 2000s, I'm so – I can't think of the obvious – well, honestly, I hate to say it, but the guy that's been the most dominant in 2000s, and 2000s, I mean, even though it's been that long, really has been J.J. Watt. Like, what he's done so far, he's gotten hurt, but he's been very impressed with three 20-sack seasons in like a five- or six-year career. So – those would be my choices. You're talking about transcendent, and, of course, J.J. has to – we'll have to wait to see if J.J. can have a career that's transcendent. But so far, when he's played, he's been transcendent. So those would be my choices. Bonus no question Google. for you, R.C. Where did Jack Youngblood play his college ball? Jack Youngblood <laughs> played his college ball at the University of – I don't fucking know. <laughs> University of Florida, go Gators. I had to slip that in there. Oh, All right, that's, no, that's, that's a layup, man. <laughs> what is this nominator? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase, same question for you. Who was the best defensive lineman for the 80s, 90s, and 2000s in the NFL? I mean, this is really lame, but, like, RC got it right. I mean, so, obviously, I love Bruce Smith, the Hokie. And he came in at the end of the 80s, and you had Reggie White kind of there at the tail end going into the 90s. And, I mean, those guys just absolutely – I don't know the 80s. I was born then, like, definitely, other than knowing that my Niners destroyed that decade, I don't know anything about defensive football. I guess uh, there were some solid teams, but no one ever stopped Joe. So we got the GOAT in that era. That's all, that's the main thing I can tell you. It's offensive. Um, but, yeah, you got – Reggie White was absolutely the most dominant player from the defensive line. Um, One of the most ever, if not, you know, you could say the most ever. Um, There was definitely, I think the 90s is probably a very strong decade for defensive linemen with with Bruce, with uh, even like Thomas and and some of those other guys that were just racking up sacks um, in general. And then, of course, Watts like – unchallenged at this point though there's a lot of young guys coming for him with Mack and even Bosa and and just I mean there's guys all around the league now people are really putting uh, money into pass rushers the problem is half these guys are on cocaine and hookers all day so they can't stay on the field Um, looking at you Alden Smith and Hardy and I mean so you know J.J. Watt because he's got that clean saltine image actually regardless of the fact that he can't keep his back right like Tiger Woods he actually might be able to play longer than the rest of these defensive ends. So um, clearly so far the most dominant of of the last decade or so there um, for sure. Bro, if we are right. a culture vulture here, this is spelling out the appropriation of my people as we speak. Are we just going to take my hands <laughs> and put a spin on them and, like, we built this country? Is that, is that what we're going to do? Is hey, that the building and the foundation of America? Is that what we're doing here? Word to Jesse Williams. And, and despite First my stance, of all, I will keep screwing white girls, even though I'm having this pro First of all, I was supposed to go first on that question, but it's all good anyway. Hey, your and is he did. Is he phone? did. He, he did jump right in. <laughs> 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 all 
You should have called the name. All right. I did. You're just not good at listening. So I'll yeah, go ahead yeah, I'm not. I, I, I don't do good with rule. I'm going to mute RC for this one and give Chase the chance to go first like he was supposed to on the last one. So we had our favorite Mr. Content, Cody Stewart, submitted me. He sent me about a novel with about 30 questions. Oh, my gosh, so, man. Don't give me don't give me the hard one. Put, put RC back on. Let me copy his answer. <laughs> yeah, well, here's, here's, the, here's what we're going to do. Rather than go through all 30 of his questions, uh, Give me a number, Chase, from one to uh, one, two, three, four, five, one to eight. <laughs> five. Five. All right. Question number five was, how far do you feel Chicago was set back with their selection there of Mitchell or Mitch in the NFL draft this year? I- Nobody knows. I mean, you know, everyone clowned that move, of course, and, and, and obviously they're not going to jump right in. The guy is not ready to play um, this year as far as a high level. But the the Bears, number one, they got more issues other than, than uh, quarterback. They've let everybody go. They they got rid of Alshon. They got rid of now Eddie Royal. Like, no, there's no receivers now. Um, they got some young guys. They just let go of Fuller on the deep. Like, they're really letting go of all their pieces. They're in straight rebuilding mode in general. Um, but with with Trubisky specifically, you still – I think you got to wait, like, a couple years. The NFL doesn't give you that anymore. So, I mean, if he, if he's not, like – if he's not tracking well towards the end of the season, start of the next, um, people are going to be all over that move for a while, and they're going to start looking for other options. They're going to have to. I mean, you see what's happening with golf and the Rams. Like, people acted like they were going to be patient with that up front. And the Rams even tried. But, man, they, they got rid of their coach and everything for the fact that he wouldn't put him in. So then he got in, and then everyone's like, wow, he sucks. And everyone's calling him a bust already. So, you know, this it's really not set up to be a developmental league like that anymore. This guy's got very limited tape. Um He's got some tools, but the Bears aren't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, I think you got at least five years on that. Yeah, I think Chicago, uh, I mean, who are they going to trot out this year? I mean, they're still going to trot out uh, Barkley to uh, to start. You think you think he has what it Glennon, takes to? No, uh, they got Glennon, but they got they got Glennon, but oh, Glennon's right, right, trash right, right. too. They, did sign Glennon. they got Glennon. <laughs> they overpaid him on the field at least for a game or two, but I mean he's straight up pure garbage. And then he's even like going to be a head case for the fact they draft they they traded up <laughs> to draft this clown. So, oh man, Chicago's going nowhere right. good, man. I, I'm you know even as a Niners fan, I'm like feeling better than that all right let me bring rc back on he's probably yelling at his phone or me right now i was RC, close to it. There. i know the black man gets measured and if i i, I, get because I wouldn't have took that i wouldn't have took that hard ass question first to run and say, i lost track of thought i would let chase squander around that was really bad that was not a good that was a hard question yeah, so how far right, so do you think Chicago set back with that selection? Um, in my opinion, this is like my most passionate thing about uh, draft and team building is there's nothing worse. The only thing worse than not having a quarterback 
is having the wrong quarterback, meaning you invest your time, your money, your energy, everything in your building is supposedly built around the quarterback. And so if you pick the wrong quarterback, you're set back for years. Look at the Bills before even Tyrod Taylor. He still probably is not the right quarterback, but he's not necessarily the wrong quarterback. Whoa, 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 man. Hey, hey, I'm not going to allow that slander. Well, you've already mentioned five Hokies already. I don't know how you slipped in enough Hokies. Into the conversations, you know, there's no way Hokies are in great this conversation, but somehow losing Fuller is going to kill the Bears. And Virginia Tech <laughs> Dunzo. had a good in like 1978. Like, how many Hokie references are we going to have? Hey, man, I know <laughs> we're not slandering Tyrod, though. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Five, even even Spencer five. was on board for a couple weeks there. But he's not the hey. guy. He's top 15. He, I don't he threw one touchdown to Percy Harvey. I'm not slandering him, but what I'm saying is that when they pick EJ Manuel, it sets them back. So you can't pick the wrong quarterback. And I'm not sure – trading up to get someone unproven with one year like that in Trubisky, I think is a big mistake. And I think it sets them back to actually answer the actual question. I, set the, I think it sets them back at least five years because you're going to have to invest three years into this guy. And sometimes if, you, if you're still not sure, you've got to give him that fourth and then that fifth year, depending on how he plays. So you set back like three to five, probably preferably five years – back if this guy doesn't make it and I don't think with with the lack of weapons they have there in Chicago I don't think they're going to be able to uh they're not going to putting him in a great environment you got a bad defense got a bad O-line you got receivers that are non-existent unless Kevin White comes back off the injury list and it's phenomenal they lost Jeffrey so he's not working with anything so any rookie quarterback unless they're Andrew Luck and they're not they're working with nothing then they're not going to be successful yeah, all right. So y'all gonna chastise me for taking Marcy's answers, then just let him spew my answer? Like, I mean, the dude said five <laughs> years and no weapons. Like what? I didn't say that. I gave an in detail, <laughs> in depth answer. I didn't uh, equivocate and take both sides. I actually gave. I actually answered the question. and gave a year. I didn't say, oh well, you never know. I don't know. Sometimes they make it. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> I said five years, man. And I don't know how you didn't hear it. You were right. muted. Probably just yelling at your own phone. I didn't hear the question. Our connection must be bad out here in New Kent. I'm not hearing it. I gave detailed answers, sir. I didn't cheat. My, I didn't cheat the paper. No Google. <laughs> All right. No Google. No Google. No Google. Shout out Wally. Where I just, hey, just want. I want. I want the record to show. I'm literally. I'm in my car in the garage. I'm like doing this straight up Wally style, man. I got no internet, just a little phone. I'm about to get Kobe to go plug it in for me, man. I might lose yeah. you. We we so. we all knew you were in your car, Daddy Daycare. <laughs> you don't have to tell us to get sympathy votes, Daddy Daycare. <laughs> I've been there. It's okay. Try, he's started. hiding. He's trying to hide. All right. So I'm trying to hide ahead. my we'll son from these here. answers, man. <laughs> we'll move on. The bathroom is a good place question. to hide. The future rapper gets older. He starts walking. The bathroom is a great place to hide. They'll knock. You can shut the door and keep it locked. And you can kind of feel if they fall or not when they're about toddlers. It's a great place to hide. Cody hides in the bathroom. <laughs> from his wife. <laughs> All right, we get it. We get enough kid talk in the group chat. So let's go ahead. We'll move on here to the next question. <laughs> this one is submitted from our favorite LSU and Odell fan, Larry. This one is near and dear to my heart. This question, He's not gay. too much about the X's question? and O's. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but. Uh, actually being at the draft in Philly and seeing uh, all the Philly fans chant asshole to Roger Goodell 
and then uh, <laughs> do it throughout every pick in the first round live was great. So here's a question Larry wants to know. It's going to be a two-parter. What Larry wants to know is what Roger Goodell's biggest actual accomplishment has been, and then also to pair with that, his biggest shortcoming as he's been the commissioner in the NFL so far. Now, I'm, I'm going to do – this is me. Yeah, you can start. <laughs> yeah, we, know, yeah, we know what the answer is, though. You can say I'm going to copy Damn. you, but we know what it is. This guy can't say – he can't prop the person that's got the question. Damn. Um, left your hold out here. Um, hold up. Think, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll handcuff Chase. We're going to keep equal uh, race rela- there you go. Uh, relations yeah, going on here. Keep calling a strike. That's right. We don't need affirmative access. There you go. We just need – we need to be affirmative access. But um, I'm, I'm promoting the Rooney rule here. Sales. And I, I think Roger. <laughs> what you say? Okay. I think Roger Goodell's greatest accomplishment. People forget the league was on the verge of getting the reputation that maybe the NBA had when after the fight in the Malice of the Palace and when Portland Trailblazers were called the Jailblazers. There were so many people getting in trouble. And when he took control of the discipline, he cleaned up the league and he gave the league a face that looked like these players were getting disciplined. And a lot of it, you, you have to placate white America, salty America. I have to say that. That it doesn't look like some black thugs just running wild in the country, these football players. But he did do that. So he gave it credibility on that level. Pro Football Talk used to have, it still does actually, but it used to be a big thing that they kept a total on the number of days without an arrest in the NFL. It was that prevalent around 2005, 6, 7 when Dale came. So that part can't, that biggest shortcoming, it is close to that. Our second biggest shortcoming is holding on to the reins for that discipline too long and not um, and not evolving it. And I, but it, but the biggest shortcoming is the concussion thing. Not being ahead of this concussion thing. I interviewed the lady behind Will Smith's uh, movie Concussion, the book behind it, and there was a cover up. They had a rheumatologist as the head doctor on the concussion committee. They did not pay attention to this. It's cost the league billions of dollars if they had simply embraced it and simply tried to say hey we're going to make the game safer before they got sued a lot of the credibility that they lost on that issue and somewhat some of the money they've lost in the future it would not have been lost without that so he had a total blind spot to the concussion thing and really he still does all right let me go ahead and bring chase back on Chase, what is your Bring them take on the same question there? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, what, so the best thing that Goodell did, uh, you know, he gets credit for it. I don't think he actually did it, but but the game's ratings and the dollars going into the owner's pockets is that's that's his success. Like that is literally his job is to put to make sure the maximum amount of money is going into those guys' pockets. That's what he's done. So that's you know. That's the accomplishment. Whether you want to credit him for that or not, he's, it's, it's happened on his watch. Um, his shortcoming is being tone deaf and reactionary. Like, it, it, beyond just the concussion issue, it seems like with the whole Ray Rice situation and a lot of, a lot of the discipline issues, um, <clears throat> the Kaepernick thing, everything's, like, reactionary, and it seems to upset people even worse than what – would be if they would just like address things immediately. And, and just the fact, you know, he's just seemed very tone deaf to the whole marijuana issue, to racial issues, um, to the, 
to the abuse of pills. Um, you know, the, he's getting a lot of credit for being that authoritarian, like RC saying, but the, the league's still real dirty, man. You got a lot of prominent players still getting into issues. And so, you know, I think it's just like the NBA changed the, the dress code and now all of a sudden everyone's wearing bow ties, but not much of the culture actually changed. It just dressed it up. And that's, you got the same thing going on in the NFL. Like, this, there's still a lot of bad dudes in there. Word to Aaron Hernandez. Um, it's just been covered up a little bit better. They're putting they're putting a better facade on it. But, but you know, I, I still think he's he's a failure in that regard. He's I, I'm not a fan, but again, like to say, his job description is put money in the owners' pockets, and that's what he's doing. So he's going to be there as long as that continues to happen. He's going to make a lot more money than the players for a long time. All right. Funny uh, funny side <clears throat> story you remind me of, uh, Chase, there. Uh, I may have told this to you guys before, but I'm sure everyone listening doesn't know this. But the, the Ray Rice scenario, right, you know, he he was good to go until that video came out, you know. Funny thing, you, do you know that that videotape... <laughs> Two games turn into the tape, ball, yeah. It, the videotape itself was never actually found, though. Fun fact. I have, I have, a, I have a good buddy of mine who uh, actually worked for Revel when Revel was still around uh, in Atlantic City before it, you know, it shut down like a lot of the city. Uh, that tape is missing. So somebody somebody bought that tape. Somebody bought to make that tape disappear, right? The the, the actual video that came out was, was essentially like a cell phone video of the monitor. So whoever did it probably sold that too. But <laughs> a little funny side story for you guys, uh, for anyone who's not aware yeah, because of that. They, they, burned, they burned all the Patriots tapes. Admittedly, burned them. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, that, 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 that tape doesn't we got exist. got a the moderator of the debate. I almost opened that up. I almost opened. You know what's I almost opened that up. Actually, RC, see, it is true. It's scary. I almost opened that up with that side joke, but I didn't want to hike the man. But all right, let's get going to the next question. I didn't know that. That was pretty good. It was a good. It was a good. But definitely a top for Nah, man. All right, so. Let's go ahead. Uh, since you since you wanted to bring that up, Bursty, let's go ahead. Let's let's move forward to a question from your brother, who um, I think beat you in the last debate. Uh, he gave us a he gave us a long winded question. All here. the votes weren't counting. I'm still waiting for all the votes to be counting. <laughs> Florida, you got those hanging those hanging chat. What are they called? Hanging chads. You still got them going? On? Yeah, hanging chads. Uh, so. This one's going to give you guys a little bit more of a test on the on the X and O's of it. Uh, Chase, we'll start with you first since he went first last time. A uh, question from Corey Brook was, given the current climate of rule changes and the up-tempo offense, what defensive schemes do you think is best, and how do you see defenses continuing to evolve in the future to counteract this? Um, I think you're starting to see one <laughs> – you're starting to see limited quarterbacks, and so the the uh, and first you got better pass rushers, so the game is being played a lot quicker. You're to the line of scrimmage, even with the passing game, there's not a lot of vertical passing game going on, just because one the guys can't get the ball downfield because of time, and two, um, just accuracy issues, and you got to be so accurate in the NFL. So I think you're going to continue to see like um, the three four is going to 
maintain prevalence uh, just because you can get some linebackers out in space easier. And I think you're going to see a lot of press to, to try to jam guys at the line, to try to eliminate those quick passes, um, especially as these receivers continue to get smaller and smaller too. And corners keep getting bigger. Now Now your corners are looking more like six six one, and your receivers are starting to be the shorter ones of the equation where it used to be flipped about a decade ago. So, um, you know, the object's going to be to jam them, keep people, keep people on the line, keep people as close to the line as possible, keep people in their face. Um, it's just got to be chaotic, so you're going to be sending blitzes. And, um, you know, you don't need as many linemen, so that's why the 3-4's been working. you got more gap control that way. And, and so, you know, I think that we're going to continue to see that. All right. Well, see what, I would, what's your take I would on like that question? Take- I would like to thank my brother for grooving Chase that pitch. That was a college football question designed as an NFL question to suit Chase's strength, that Judas-ass Corey. But I will answer the question. Uh, you said it was Corey Brooks. I don't even know who that is. No, he just said Brooks. He was high. You met my brother, Corey, didn't you? Corey Brooks yeah, is Corey a Brooks. man. Yeah. What did you say? Corey Brooks. Corey Brooks. Your brother. We're gonna say I heard Corey, and he said I lost the debate to Corey. I'm ready to go. Um, so my my, my uh, philosophy on this is Chase actually made some really good points about some of the uh, the micro stuff, but I want to go to the macro. Basically, you have to have stronger and faster players. So on the edge, you've got to have fast pass rushers that can get to the quarterback as quickly as possible. There are less snaps to get to the quarterback because there's so many three-step drops, even in NFL games, so many bubbles, so you've got to have freaks there on the outside. But you also, in the middle of the field, you've got to have linebackers that can cover. It's almost, at this point, more important that a linebacker be a coverage guy. So if you saw in the Super Bowl, the game, kind of game that Deion Jones from the Falcons had, he was all over the place. Now, they overwhelmed him with the amount of plays they did, but that's the kind of guy you got to have in the middle. you got to have that kind of guy. you got to have versatile guys that can stay on the field, whether it's base coverage or if they're in sub-packages. And this is just off the top of my head, so no Google, but there's just a lot of great code sell. So we're talking about 68% last year, 68 to 75% of the plays last year were in sub-packages for defenses. So we're talking nickel or dime. So you've got to have players that can stay on the field, that can cover sideline to sideline, and come up and play the run. So that backside from the middle and that backside, you've got to have athletes that can play every single down and have versatility to stay on the field because you can't keep subbing these guys in and out. That's where a lot of the defenses get tripped up. All right. So let's go ahead. You can clap if you want. One, uh... You can clap. You can give me applause <laughs> if you want. Hold on, let me try this here. I didn't listen to that nonsense, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. People understand. There we go. Yes, Standing yes. ovation. I love my audience All right. Interact. <laughs> People appreciate my greatness. So I do have uh, I do have one quick change up question. Um, this one's actually coming from our favorite uh, IBS member on parole. Donald Catalone. He My wants boy. to know. He wants to know what NSL player <laughs> has the hottest significant other. Could be a girlfriend, wife, what? anything. He wants to know who's the best looking one. <laughs> this a layup. Eli. <laughs> 
Go ahead, Chase. He's already talking over. You might as well go. <laughs> I said, man, that's a layup, man. You got a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl in a sundress. Give me that all day over these girls that are about to explode up to 400 pounds. You're only going to do that as an NFL player anyway, so you got to prep for it. you got to get you a little girl, man. Eli got this tiny-boned, nice, beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman. That's the one. <laughs> all right. And that pretty we'll much tells we'll... you. That that tells you everything you need to know about Chase right there. You can hear the undertones. You can hear the coded language there. Not even that much coded. <laughs> but if I am going with, if I'm going with uh, a quarterback, girlfriend, I'm, I don't even know if he's still with her, but I'm going with Tannehill. She is blonde, but she is a smoke show, not just a dime a dozen blonde like Eli's uh, girl. But honorable mention to, to Giselle. Honorable mention to Captain Webb. If he's still dealing with that redneck, AJ McCarron, if that's still official. Honorable mention to them, but I'm going with Tannehill's girl. Tannehill's girl was so hot that scouts were asking him if they if he brought her to the if he was gonna bring her to the meeting. So that's pretty damn hot. Tannehill's girl is hot, but you can't say not a dime a dozen blonde. She is a dime a dozen blonde. She's an Eli's chick with fake tits, man. That's what she is. She needs to put some meat on her bones. I'm going to represent my people today. She needs to put some meat on her bones. She's too skinny. Tannehill's girl bought the meat on her bones, man. That shit's plastic. (laughs) No, I can touch it. If I can touch it, it's real. You guys, you guys gotta remember. Uh, it can you guys, it can, it can do your favorite activity, Chase. Like you still gotta do what you gotta do in there. Like it doesn't matter if it's plastic or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute both of you real quick because I think this conversation is gonna go on for a while. You gotta remember, Archie probably joined that uh, Facebook group that was added to uh, IBS lately, so he might be taking some hot takes from there. But uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead. We'll move past that question. Let's go ahead and we'll move on to a question from our uh, our less racist Boston fan, Matty B. Uh, this is the one he wanted to uh, throw as a layup to RC, he said. But uh, we'll start with you, RC. The question is, of course, is Tom Brady the GOAT quarterback? Why or why not? I'll bring you back on right now. Thank you. Uh, it, it's just, and I, I grew up, this is why it's hard for me. I grew up on Joe Montana, some of the epic moments, but Tom Brady is without a doubt the great quarterback. Chase is going to tell you all these irrational reasons because he doesn't like Michigan. So all of his opinions are based on Ohio State and Michigan, and that's how I decide whether a quarterback is good or not. What you saw from Tom Brady, being able to go to the Super Bowl that many times, Joe Montana is not 4-0 and in his whole career. He played years after year after year and made the Super Bowl four times, and great for him. He won. Tom Brady took his team even further. You actually get an AFC championship ring. You actually have a, after the AFC championship game, you actually have a celebration. The team comes on the field and they celebrate because you have won. The origin of the Super Bowl is the AFL versus the NFL. So you have won a championship. You won your side, your half. The people that you played primarily, you won that. So he's gone further than Joe Montana. We've Tom Brady single-handedly carried teams on his back. You know what the system is? The Chase is going to lie, and he's not going to even know what the system actually is in New England, but he's going to call Tom Brady a system quarterback. You know what the system is? The system is Tom Brady. 
It's not Randy Moss. It's not Wells Welker. It's not Julian Edelman. It's not, it's not Hogan. You can put anybody on offense and defense, but the constant is the GOAT. It's Tom Brady. He carries that team. He makes Belichick look good. He makes everybody around him in the Patriots building look better. That's why he's the GOAT. All right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bring Chase back on, and then I'm going to mute you because I know you guys have so many feelings about this topic. Let me go ahead and do that for you guys here. Chase, what are your feelings on that, my man? Much better. Let's start that ran over. Can you count? Can you can you count to six? Yeah. <laughs> can I count? Oh, 
sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought you were. I thought it was your job to choose the question, sir. I'm sorry. I zoned out. Wait for the actual. I question. mean, I did. I Bye. did. Ask, I did ask a question. <laughs> a, a, a question for me to answer. That's about football. <laughs> One through six, and I will provide you that question, sir. I said five, Saltine. Five, five. All right. Is this the year that the London Jacksonville Jaguars make the playoffs? Why or why not? Hell no, because Blake Borders is their quarterback. Since Blake Borders has started playing football, he has three, count them, three first quarter touchdowns. That's in his whole career. So, as long as Blake Borders is under center, hell no. But I will say their defense is starting to shape up, but it's still very young, and you need more. And they, have, they did sign uh, Campbell, but you need more veterans to make a defense legit. You can't just have all this young talent and it never comes together. So, you've got to have more of a mix of veterans and, uh, a, a mix of veterans and, and young people. So, I definitely will say no because Blake Bortles is a damn quarterback. All right. Chase, same question. Can you repeat you the question, man? I'm getting, my phone's getting slandered. I need, I need, to, I need you to repeat the question. What are you stalling? Ain't nothing wrong with this question. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He, you need to turn your car. You need, you, you need, you need to turn your car off. You shouldn't have the car running in the garage anyway. It's but, not running. That's, that's the problem. That's why he knows what's happening. That's why he knows what's happening. It's just a debate. He's got the windows up and the car's running and the garage is down. <laughs> hey, man. All right, Chase. I can't be yelling like a little barball in my house right now. What is the damn question, though? Chase, the question from Mr. Cody Stewart was, is this the year that the Jacksonville slash London, I added the London part, Jaguars finally make the playoffs, and why or why not are they going to finally make the playoffs this year? Man, that's the that, come on, Cody. Cody Stewart actually knows. Like, why are we even talking? Why are we talking about the Jaguars, man? We got a limited time to talk about NFL, and you want to talk about the damn Jaguars? Of course, they're not going anywhere. They just drafted a freaking bump. Man, I don't, like, every time you think they could possibly get better, they just still they got a pool. Chase, your phone, your phone is awful right now. We can't. I keep hearing the beginning, but not the end of what you're saying. I'm gonna try. We'll see if this works. You said you said they dropped a who? A bust. A bust. And who, who, what, which player? Which player are you referencing? Larry State University's finest. Yeah. So, sounds like you both agree. All right, can you no hear me now? Nah, you sound you sound way better now. All right. All right, so it sounds like we both agree that that was an awful question from Kobe. We'll let him know about that, that was later actually, on Fox Sports. Can I, did y'all not hear any of that? Because I can, re, I can re, reiterate what I just told you. Go ahead. We got time. Go ahead. The, the summary <laughs> is – you keep, you keep cutting out on the tail end. It's weird because weird I, I know it's not because you're yelling, but it cuts out cellularly <laughs> like when you're yelling. <laughs> well, I'll tone it down. Cody Stewart, don't ever ask about the Jaguars again. Are you out of your mind wasting our time like that? Next question. 
All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move forward here. Let's let's ask some let's ask some new questions here. Uh, let's see. Is anyone promise I would say their question out loud? Nah. All right. So let's let's move on. Let's let's talk about a little bit about this upcoming NFL season because we're we're getting close to the end of the ship. Um, if you guys had to pick, we'll make this two parts, right? Who is going to break out in their second year? We'll start with you, Chase. And then as a follow-up, once you're done with that, who is going to not necessarily fall flat on their face their second year, but who's going to have a sophomore slump? So, again, who's going to break out this second year who maybe didn't shine as a rookie? And then who as a sophomore is also going to regress? I'm going to talk about the two that um, probably got the most shine last season, uh, especially in the group, Wentz and Dak. I think that Wentz is going to be better. Um, I think he's got a really good arm. I think he's got an exceptional offensive mind um, coaching him. So with Alshon Jeffrey added, I think they, uh, they got the right people around him, and he's got the tools to really kind of start to, to move in that, <clears throat> in that division. Dak, on the other hand, I think the Cowboys um, obviously – had a terrible first round of their draft uh, and a terrible, I think it was six when they got the clown from Michigan. Um, I don't, I don't, I think the other teams made some solid progress moving forward. I really do think the giants um, take that division. I think that you got an improved Eagles team and I honestly, the Cowboys could fall to, uh, to the bottom of the division somewhere with the Redskins fighting as usual, which, you know, always makes for a good time in the group, but so I think that Dak is going to get exposed a little more um, than he did last year. Even though Zeke and the line are still going to be eating it up, he's just going to ha- he's going to be asked to do more because uh, the division itself has gotten better, and he's going to have to win some games. All right. You know, as you started talking, I proactively decided to mute RC there because I realized that this might have gone south real quick as we started talking about comparing the Cowboys to the Redskins. So I'm gonna go ahead and do the opposite here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and mute you, Chase, and bring RC back on to answer the same Cause question. Because you don't like black, you hate the black man. <laughs> that you that is the black also man. why. You the black man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but did, did we not? I mean, you talk about the most first take, undisputed. IBS, uh, William Key's answer. Oh, is that going to regress? Oh, is that going to regress? That's the obvious player. Let's take the best rookie of the year and drop him back down. Will he regress? He all, all he had to say was, would, is it going to be like RG3? And he would have been a, a DC Skins fan posting on IBS Weekly. So that, that, that would take a lot of thought <laughs> just to say Dak. I wonder why he didn't say Zeke. Oh, I don't know. It's, he's got a line, too. I don't know. But, uh, that's, a weird, line, that's weird. There might be a connection there. I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't say Zeke. But I think I'm gonna take some uh, surprising one uh, as far as 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 a guy that improved. I'm gonna say Jared Goff because I think with this system, getting uh, the young guy from um, the offense coordinator for from the 49ers and get not the 49ers from the uh, Redskins, I think you're gonna have an offense that caters to his strength. And I think Goff still has it, but you got an idiot coach that's not going to cater to your straight strength, then you're not going to be as successful. Like, he can't take snaps. So why the hell do you have him under center? So don't make him play under center. Do what he's good at, real quick reads and, and, and things like that. Um, I actually think, and I don't think it's just going to be a bust, 
But I could see, honestly, I could see Zeke getting hurt. I could see Zeke getting less carries. I don't know if there'll be a real regression, but I could definitely see uh, Zeke still having a great year, but he broke the Cowboys' all-time season rushing um, record. So I could see Zeke getting, what, 13, 1,500 yards, getting banged up a few years, a few times, and maybe missing a couple games, and the media might make it like he's regressing, even though he's improving as a player, but his stats and some of his output may not be as high as it was last year. Intellectual answers, folks. <laughs> you think uh, you think golf will be the uh, the start of this year? What, what do you uh, side note? Like, what do you what I do you think, think you have to make him? The, I think you have to make him the starter. You, you brought in a quarterbacks coach. You saw what he did with Kirk Cousins. So then you got to try your quarterback that you drafted number one in the draft. They had him starting last year. Like, if he can't play, you just got to give up on him. If this guy can't uh, get him going. Sorry, I don't remember your coordinator's name, Redskins, because y'all suck. <laughs> do you think, as a, as a side question, do you, do you think golf? Do you think he has more touchdowns this year, or do you think he has more interceptions? That's a good question. I think they're going to scheme it so that he does have more touchdowns. I think that you're going to see the same things. Like I think looking at Jared Golf and looking at Kirk Cousins, they're very similar. I think Golf is further along than Cousins was when he was coming out. But if you play to his strength, of course. But so I think he's definitely going to have more touchdowns. You're going to have a very um, quarterback-friendly offense. That offense is they're very good at getting the first read open. So it kind of makes it easy. The question is, when you get to the second and third read, what can you do? But I think he'll definitely have. I think we're looking at like maybe 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He's kind of frail. Probably get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. While you're on that topic, I guess we'll transition to this one. Let's start with Chase, man. What what in the world do you think that the Redskins should try to do with this Cousins deal, man? I know this is like a hot take on the sports junkies, Chad Dukes, everybody around this awful Nova sports area. But, like, what, what, what in the world should they do? Should they try to sign him to a long-term deal? Do you think he's going to accept it? You know, is he worth it? Uh, you know, is he, or is he like, is he the pure, because like when I look at it, I see the pure model of what Washington sports is. Here, he looks like he is a member of the Capitals. He's going to get you all the way through, get you to the playoffs and lose. What do, what do you think about that? What should they do? Is you finished? I am finished. Man. I am done. Put the answer in the question. <laughs> well, let, let, let me just go back because I got accused of not having an intellectual answer by someone that said Zeke's not going to be as good because he might get hurt. Okay. Well, let's, all right, moving that aside, now we can get to your stupid hot take question. Of course, Cousins got to get out of there, man. The whole team hates him. The whole organization hates him. There's people in the city that believe of him, but pretty much people all agree that he's got a low ceiling for the amount of money that he wants, so they got to let him go by the wayside and start from scratch, and they're just going to blame Scotty Scotch for the next 10 years and say that it was his fault, even though they just botched this whole situation and made him hate them and they hate him. So it's just typical Redskins drama BS. I really don't even want to talk about it. We all know what the situation is, but that's that. All right. Well, I appreciate you telling me that my hot take was dumb. Let me just let you know I expanded upon another question of Cody Stewart. So we should probably (laughs) – talk to him about what the hell he's doing over there on Sox Sports. But we'll go ahead. We'll move that question along to RC and see what he thinks about it, too. 
Um, I think with Kurt, I, um, I think you just gotta honestly. He's not. You're not gonna get anything better. Like Chase always wants to blow these teams up. That's why it's damn Niners for shit right now. Because you had a good coach, you had the situation in place, but they wouldn't sign the guy. You need continuity. You can't just start over. Perfect is the enemy of the good. There are only so many good quarterbacks out there. There are only two quarterbacks in the league right now that everybody agrees is elite and excellent. Drew Brees is good still, but he's seen better days. You're talking about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. If you don't have a Tom Brady and Aaron freaking Rodgers, you're just playing catch-up. So you got to take the best quarterback you can possibly get. And Cousins, what are you going to do? Just take it. The quarterbacks in the draft are getting worse. If anybody knows, nobody wanted the quarterback, even though next year it's going to be this great class. But by the time we dissect them, we won't think they're great anymore. We thought the other people. The, the, the skins ruined it by treating him uh, like garbage, man. The skins. You got a connection now. You got yeah, talk I'm talking. Right? To, this is. Now you got a connection. Yeah, man, because I'm, I'm finally unmuted. Unshackle me, man. Let me let me free. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear about your stupid hot take answers. Yes, we understand that there's good quarterbacks in the league, and he's he's not he's in the middle. Okay, great. That was great insight. But the problem is the Redskins organization screwed him over publicly and made him embarrassed. And so, yeah, he ain't going to want to be there. He already said he doesn't want to be there. So when you already have that situation going on, of course, it ain't going to last. I don't care if he's the best fit for them or not. It's the Skins. They ruin good things. So we're just going to assume that it can't be reconciled. We're going to assume if we pay this man $25 million, He's not gonna be okay with it. He's just gonna put twenty, leave twenty-five million dollars on the table, a long-term contract with a situation he's already comfortable in, with a coach he's very comfortable in. I mean, this is—we're talking about millennial nation here right now. Oh, his feelings are hurt. Money does things for feelings. That's why the court awards you damages when you get your feelings hurt, when bad things happening for to you. You get money. Money solves all things. The skins cannot Tell that to Kaepernick. Tell that to Romo. I mean, over and over. The question wasn't what Kirk Cousins should do. The Redskins should sign this man to a long-term deal, try not to pay him Andrew Luck money, but that's the going rate for the quarterback. He's definitely above average. He almost threw for 5,000 yards. That has to be above average. Like, if you make oh, so, so now all of a sudden the Redskins are going to act rational. I see. Okay, the Redskins, the Redskins are going to do what they don't do, and they're going to do what's rational. I understand. Okay, thank you. Let's move on. But that was the question, though. The question was, what should the Redskins do? Not what should they do? They were asking for your insight, Chase, not assuming that the Redskins, I know you have a problem with Native Americans, and I know your people back in the day slaughtered Native Americans, so you can't be uh, neutral about this question. But what they should do was depending on our intellect, not the inferior intellect. That's like if you told me what William Key should wear for the day. William, I can tell William what to wear based on intelligence. Now, if he's going to go out there and wear something, he's going to walk around with white suits saying, the plane, the plane, the plane. <laughs> hey, man, he's always looking fresh, though, and that's why he's a Skins fan. Maybe <laughs> dark it up. Baby so what what I what I took from the last day from both of you was that you guys were both staring at each other saying something Catch like Catch me outside, how about that? But now this is a friendly, it's a friendly man. It's a friendly. <laughs> we would not fight over the Redskins. That's not worth anyone's time. No, really. It's, it's, it's funny easy. though. That, that's probably fight. that's probably that's probably the most shit you guys got talking about the Redskins. That's funny. That's because you but, muted uh, us on Brady. Yeah, because you've been muted. And my name is phone cut out. That needed to happen. Otherwise, this would have been a three-hour podcast instead of an hour. 
can I just say this? Could you imagine if my phone started? Hey man, and can we I just go watch yelling, the Rockets like, now? I would, it would be. Awesome. I'll take. I'll take if my check yelling, later. Give me that cousin. Every, <laughs> every time I yell, if, the, if every time I yelled, the phone messed up, it would be so bad. Well, it wasn't because Chase was yelling. It just it, it was it was just a weird connection that uh, his cell went to shit every time he decided to start. You know, because he, he was talking about the coat. inside the car, inside the garage. Harbaugh cutting, but, the uh, Harbaugh cutting the cables. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we got about we got about three to four minutes left. So this is going to be a two-part last question we'll throw out here right here. We don't need any analysts or anything like that. This is going to be something to bump for later. Uh, we'll start with RC. Who is your offensive rookie of the year this upcoming season? Who's your defensive rookie of the year uh, this season? No wise, just names, drop, go. So you said the offensive rookie of the year and the um, and defensive? Yep. Oh, sorry, I was breaking up. Uh, I'm going to go with Watson. I, I For offensive, I think that they're going to be winning a lot of games, and typically that's what it goes to. I'm not sold him as a pro quarterback, but I think it can be more like he can make some timely plays, kind of like baseball. You have good pitching and timely hitting. He can make some plays. He'll be inconsistent, but he is that kind of guy that can win. Oh, I, and, then, and then defensive, let me get uh, Jonathan Allen. All right, Chase. Did you did you say no analysis and then that's what he that's what he did? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna touch on that in a second. That's just like everyone asked to submit questions <clears throat> through my inbox who posted them on the page. But uh yeah, same question. Offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Who you got? Let me guess, somebody from Ohio State. <clears throat> no man. I'm actually gonna go with the dude that, that put up numbers on us. I, I actually like uh Williams, the receiver from Clemson. I think that that dude is Kind of got underrated mixed, lost in the shuffle a little bit, but um, can make some plays. So I want to see him. And on defense, Malik Hooker, of course, we got to go with a Buckeye. You're not going to give me two options and not make one of them a Buckeye. And we know he's going to throw around and get some picks. So let's watch that. All right. All right. I want to thank you guys for uh, coming in and participating in this friendly debate. I think next time we'll make it a little more heated, maybe make a vote on who wins. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys, to the debate series here on Iconoclastically Bombastic Network. Once again, please go ahead and give us a follow on Facebook at IBN. Hit us up on Twitter at Iconobomb. And definitely – can join us on the greatest sports page on Facebook, Iconoclastically Bombastic Sports. Again, this was Spencer. This is the Great Debate Series, and make sure you have a great night. Thank you. And I've been hustling since forever now. Feels like June and November now. And can't nobody ask me nothing now. They say, who's this? I say, boy, I've been around. And I've been hustling since forever now. Feels like June and November now. And can't nobody ask me nothing now. They say, who's this? I say, boy. 
I've been around. I try to stay humble, I really do. Got the world on my shoulders, I can barely move. If you're my competition, I can never lose. I hustle in America, Bradley Coop. I need a brand new coop. I need a crazy Paris. Camera shit, need a horse and carriage. They play the game, can't stand to share it. Scary move and affairs. Look, I'm a young kid trying to get a kingdom. Never seen a guy like me. Or maybe you have. I've been here trying to change the world without talking about bitches and weed. All the long days in my room, professor. Free at last. I didn't know better, but I do know a little about graduation. Dropping out and still graduating. Yeah. Uh. And I've been hustling since forever now. Feels like June and November now. And can't nobody ask me nothing now. They say who's this? I say, boy, I've been around. Uh, and I've been hustling since forever now. Feels like June and November now. And can't nobody ask me nothing now. They say who this? I say, boy, I've been around. Right now, I need a Mustang. Anything with American muscle. Uh. Right now, I need a lot of rain. For my city, just like Bill Russell. Uh, big guy trying to post up, looking all maxi. Then blocked out when the shot hit me. I got it right there. Now he's on time with a look.